You're listening to Steel City Music. You're listening to Steel City Music. I am your host, Gunnar Smith, Jamie Gunnar Smith, whatever the hell my name is lately. Um, touring uh, Canada, uh, touring the States, releasing singles all over the place from 2017 and on. Uh, her parents didn't want her to get into music, but she got a keyboard and a microphone anyway at the tender age of, I don't know, she was pretty young when she got into music. She liked Axl Rose. A lot of weirdness goes on in, in this intro, but she goes from being rock into country all that's happening. Susan Corey, how are you? I am fantastic. That was a pretty great introduction. Wow. Well, thank you very much. But, you know, I said all those things uh, in, in the intro and uh, I'm sitting here I'm like going, that's got to be a tough haul on your parents. Because yeah. any, any, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being creative. Like, hear me out. There's nothing wrong with having a creative child. But, you know, when, you, when your kid says, I want to be a singer because I saw Axl Rose. At some point, your parents must go in the backyard, look at one another and go, do, do we put her in a foster home? What, what do we do here? I don't know what to do. What do you think? Well, that's exactly what happened, kind of, because, you know, I was 13 or 14 at the time when I first went to see them. And when I came back and said, that's what I want to do, and they knew it was because of Guns N' Roses, I think that put a little bit of fear into them of going into the music industry, you know, because the connotations that goes along with that and then the whole idea that I wanted to do rock music was like, no, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I get it now as an adult, I can see their view, but you know, it just goes to show that at the end of the day, whatever you're intending to do in your life, you're going to end up doing it anyway. So, you know, parents stopping you from doing it might not be the best choice. <laughs> That's true. But you, you can, you can understand why they get a little worried. I mean, if you went out and saw, um, just a normal rock and roll band or whatever. I'd be kind of like, yeah, yeah, kid wants to do that. That sounds great. Let's uh, let's throw some money at it. Uh, Guns and Roses. I don't know. I don't think the kid's gonna make it. Uh, she might end up killing herself. I don't like any of this. You know, I can understand the apprehension on that one. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, right now they're a lot more tame. But back then, that was in the height of their fame. <laughs> they were crazy. So I get they're it. Pretty volatile. I remember. I remember all the shows, even the ones that didn't happen. I was like, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. But anyway, we go from that into getting into a music career. And, uh, you know, you start to start, what, what did you start writing your own music? That's the other thing too, because there's a, there's the formation years, but when did you start writing music before you started writing music in a country style? Well, you know, as you kind of mentioned, I, fell in love with the idea of becoming a performer and wanting to perform when I was a teenager, but I never really pursued it and I never really wrote any music or anything like that. It's only more as an adult, as you mentioned, 2017. I probably go back to 2016 is when I started to get the idea that I wanted to do this and then started writing music and having no real formal training. I mean, I took music in high school, <laughs> but right. that's not, you know, and uh, I just... I don't know. I think sometimes your gut tells you to do something because it has a feeling that you do know how to do that. Even though, like I said, I don't have musical training per se, and I'd never written any music. Um, I just, I'd been around musicians and I know I love music and I knew that I could write or just had a feeling that I did. And as I started to write more music, um, you know, I, I realized, yeah, I, I can actually write great melodies and, you know, I have a feel for that. And I think that just comes from listening to great music. You learn a lot just from listening to music. doesn't mm -hmm. mean everybody's going to write a great song, but, you know, I think the best way to learn, and even till this day, I just listen to a lot of different styles and you look at writing um, of 
different artists and you know that's the best way to learn so then you asked about transition from rock to country it, it kind of happened in a funny way because I started working with a producer, Brent Woods, in Los Angeles. And this guy, he plays with Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. He still tours with him now. And he's played with Vince Neil and, you know, he's worked with Kiss. And I'm speaking of Kiss, got my Kiss I, shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I was introduced to him. We became friends. And I thought this is my guy to work with, you know, because he's a producer. He's a he's a rock guy and we're going to do a great rock album. And when I went to LA, the first thing he said was, I need you to sit with yourself and stop trying to imitate anybody that you, you know, like Axel, <laughs> that you idolize, and instead find your own sound. Who are you? What do you sound like? What do you, you know, when you write a song, it has to sound like you and not trying to be something else. And it was during that whole process that I started writing songs that sounded more country than rock. And he recognized that and said, this is, these are country songs. They're not rock songs. And I tried to deny it <laughs> until, you know, a few months later, we'd recorded a couple of songs and I was flying to Los Angeles and on the plane with me was um, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. And I got to talk to him and we got chatting and then he ended up saying, you know, send me some music. I'd love to listen to your stuff. And I sent him a couple of songs and he went, this is really good stuff. And, you know, I just thought it's like the universe sending me a sign to say, okay, country is the way to go you know you're right. getting Billy Cyrus telling you that so mama never raised a son to be a wandering cowboy that is so lucky that you have that you had that experience to like help you guide you into into what you're doing now that's not not all of us are lucky like that it takes a long time to figure out where we're going to find our groove in life and that's great that 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 woods helped you uh, find your voice uh, that 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 creative self. Now, did he produce those first couple songs? What other producers that have you worked with? Because I know from just from some reading that you've uh, worked with uh, John Angus McDonald from The Truce. Yeah, and I mean he's incredible, and it's so funny because I was it was the first time I'd written some songs, and I don't even play instruments really well. You know, the way I was writing when I first started was I would just sing it into my phone. So all I had was these voice notes of songs that I'd written and me singing them. And I was looking for a producer here in Toronto because, you know, I was just getting into the whole music thing. And I thought, okay, well, who am I going to work with? I don't know any producers. I don't have any connections in the industry. So I basically looked for some producers who produce bands that I particularly like, and one of them being the Glorious Sons, who I absolutely love, one of my favorite Canadian rock bands. And it turned out that John Angus McDonald had produced their album. And that's why I reached out to them, not even knowing who the trues were. <laughs> so, right. You know, I, and I say that embarrassingly now, but uh, after working with John Angus, they said to everyone, listen, I have to be honest with you. I reached out to you not because of the trues, but because you worked with the Glorious Sons. But once I worked with him and, um, you know, then started listening to the Trues, now they are just one of my favorite bands too, not only for their music, but their live performance is incredible. Oh, yeah. So I feel so fortunate yeah, that I got to work with them. They've been doing it uh, pretty hard now for well over 20 years in the Canadian music industry. Hey, if you're just listening, to, if you're just tuning in now, sorry, you're listening to uh, Steel City Music uh, with your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith. And my special guest right now is Susan Corey. She's, she's taking part of the festival in uh, Gussapalooza out in Cookstown. It's uh, 16th, 17th, 18th. It's, uh, it's happening. When are you playing, though? What, what, what time are you on? What stage? What, what, what are you doing? Uh, I'm on the 17th, and I'm playing at around 3 p.m., 
Um, I don't know which stage in particular, but uh, I guess I'll find out when I get there. But it's kind of a funny story because Russ Robson and I met um, and his now wife, Valerie, uh, at something that they do at a flea market. It's a, you know, indie showcase for indie artists. Okay. And that's how we ended up meeting. And then, you know, he said to me, I'd love you to come play the festival. And he just played a festival that I organize every year, um, the Love Revolution Festival. That was so, what I want to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just funny. You know, that's why I think you have to put yourself out there and just be open to things. And it's funny how life just kind of puts you in contact with the right people. You know, kind of like what I told you with the producer in Los Angeles, we became friends first. It was through a mutual friend that we met, became really good friends. And then like, this is a really cool guy, you know, and you end up working with these people. And that's kind of like the succession of everything that's happened in my life, including how I became now um, one of the artists on Gus Palooza. You've been uh, working very hard over the last couple of years, even though let's just discount the two years. Everyone discounts that two years of, of the of COVID. But singles you've been putting out, you've been getting airplay on uh, Sirius F FM, uh, and you're getting a lot of Spotify, and you, you're doing some festivals. That's over the last couple of years. Now that we're moving into 20, well, I mean, I might as well say we're moving into 2022, or it's August, it's 2021. We're pretty much wrapping up this part. What do you think you're going to, what would you like to achieve come 2022? Like, what's the next step for you? There's, there's always these different levels of moving yourself forward. What would you want to do in 2022? So I think COVID has affected you because we are 2022. Wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, let me look at, hold on a second. Yeah, that's right. I didn't put enough coffee in this one. 2023 is what I meant to say. I don't think you didn't put enough coffee. Put something in the coffee. <laughs> okay, so 2023, what is the next level for you? Um, definitely expanding on the Love Revolution Country Music Festival. I mean, that is so near and dear to my heart because I started it in 2020 because of everything that was happening during COVID and, you know, people not being able to perform and fans not being able to go to shows. It was a way that you do it outdoors and people could be next to their car it's kind of like a tailgate um you know and you bring blankets whenever it's kind of like a hippie country woodstock so and for me it's more than just music it's about bringing people together and you know the whole idea that love is at the core of everything and having love and music nothing better than that in life you know so it's a it's a message it is really about a revolution that i'd love to see go all around the world Awesome. Hey, where can we find out more about you online? Where do we go? You can go to my website, which is probably the best thing. It's uh, suzycory.com, S-U-Z-I-K-O-R-Y.com, or you say Z, right? Sure, whatever. Z-I? Yeah. Listen, you're asking me about about how we say things. I thought it was 2021 still. I don't know <laughs> why. Well, I was like, did he just say 2021? <laughs> I don't think we should listen to this guy anymore. He's not very informative. <laughs> hey, Susie, thanks for the interview. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Susie Corey, and you're listening to Steel City Music. Steel City Music.